Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can travel anytime, anywhere just with your smartphone and we rely on beacons to give us uh, information about uh, vehicles and vessels that you are in. Uh, we started deploying Tiki in uh, Sofia subway uh, network, so we will cover 36 metro stations with 74 entries. Our test to show that the response time is pretty quick, it's less than half a second. Uh, it's actually comparable to tapping your card on the card reader or putting your uh, paper ticket into the uh, scanner. You're listening to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Beco System with Steve Stadler. Welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Beco System, the podcast for location-aware solution designers and entrepreneurs. My name is Steve Statler of Statler Consulting. We're going to be talking about beacon-enabled applications, in particular ticketing. We're continuing our theme of globetrotting, and this time we're talking to Dimitar Dimitrov, who is the CEO of Tiki. They're based in Bulgaria. Dimitar, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Steve. Uh, it's very nice having me here in your show. We spend a lot of time on this show talking about the technology, the nuts and bolts, the protocols, the standards. So it's great to be talking to someone that's using Beacon technology at the application level. I'm interested to hear about how you use Beacons and what your experience has been doing that. Let's kick things off with an elevator pitch of what Tiki does. Uh, okay, uh, Tiki is an urban mobility platform that uh, basically allows people to pay for any kind of urban mobility, bike sharing, car sharing, public parkings, public transport, buses, ferry boats, uh, suburban trains, only by using their smartphone. And we use uh, beacons in order to identify the vehicle or the fare gate Then based on the travel history and based on the travel profile, whether you're traveling alone with your family, we are giving always the best price for the tickets. So you can travel anytime, anywhere just with your smartphone and we rely on beacons to give us uh, information about uh, vehicles and vessels that you are in. So it's a, a mobile app. I've downloaded it. It looks very cool, nicely designed. It's for transportation. So this would be for bus systems, subways. Do you cover stadiums? Uh, initially, we are focusing on uh, transport and uh, urban mobility, but you can also use Tiki to enter to the museums 
For stadiums, it's a little bit different because you have uh, seats that needs to be booked. But if there is a general admission for concerts, for example, you can use TK as well. You're based in Bulgaria. How did you end up starting a company that does this? Well, we were experimenting with iBeacons uh, since the end of 2013. Then uh, in 2014, I had to take my kids to the kindergarten first. And... Although it's very close, it's just a couple of stops away from my place, uh, it was very hard to buy tickets uh, for the bus there because uh, in our city still the uh, ticketing system is not very sophisticated. So you have to go to the special offices to buy an electronic card, then you have to top it up every month. And I don't have such office very close to my place. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just told that... People are using uh, smartphones to buy, uh, to do everything, basically. So why don't we develop application that you can uh, pay for the public transport with smartphones? Then we, as I said, we were experimenting with beacons. And uh, instead of using beacons just to transmit uh, marketing messages, we thought that we might use beacons to identify the vehicle or vessel or fare gate in the subway station. So when you're in the front of the ferryboat or in the bus, you will just buy a ticket there. And we started developing this idea. Uh, we went to a hackathon in um, Sofia Startup Weekend. We won third place. We were invited to a pre-accelerator program. Then six months later, we had some progress with uh, two Bulgarian municipalities, and we were invited by Bulgarian Accelerator. And we established Tiki. 2015 in January, then uh, one year later in February 2016 we got our first customer in UK, which is a ferryboat company. Now uh, we started deploying Tiki in uh, Sofia subway uh, network, so we will cover 36 metro stations with 74 entries. I, I want to talk a little bit more about those deployments, but just talk about the technology. Um, so when I was at Qualcomm, we, we did experiment with, um, with beacons for um, access to um, you know, car parks and so forth. And one of the, the challenges that we found was if you had a couple of entry lanes, it was really difficult to get the beacons to um, be accurate in terms of whether you, are, whether you were in lane A or if you were in lane B. Is that a problem that you've seen and have you been able to fix it? Uh, yes, actually, this is a problem that we also encountered. And uh, what we are doing, first, in the subway stations, initially we will deploy a ticket just in one fare gate. But also we are limiting the uh, signals using a uh, special antenna. So it broadcasts signals only in one direction. Mm -hmm. So we did some, some clever engineering to limit the signal. Okay. So you can, okay. yeah. So, um, so basically, you solve it by having one one entry gate, and you're using a directional antenna. And what what kind of beacons are you using? We use uh, beacons that are uh, uh, manufactured by Contact IO mm -hmm. uh, from Poland, right. and also for ticket inspectors, we're using uh, uh, Gimbal beacons uh, uh, produced by Qualcomm. Oh, okay. And so, what do the why the do the ticket inspectors have beacons? Uh, because this is the way for them to verify tickets. So uh, when they enter the bus, let's say, uh, they 
if you have very ticket, there uh, beacons will broadcast signals, so the application will display their ID and their photo on the tickets on the screen of the phone. So this is the way to verify the tickets. So as a passenger, I would have a beacon that would identify me. Uh, no, you you as a passenger, you will have only the uh, oh, the smartphone. I see. <laughs> Okay, the ticket inspector has like one of those uh, little blue S10 beacons and it, it, the app, your, exactly, your app exactly. will see, oh, this is a ticket inspector. And so it will start talking to the ticket inspector. Yeah, and, and it will display uh, his ID, so he will be sure that uh, my, my ticket is valid. Okay, so you, um, as a passenger, uh, because the beacon is sighted, then it will display something that the ticket inspector understands. So they're kind of verifying visually, yeah. oh, you're good. So it just saves you some navigation. Is that the point of it? You don't have to navigate through the app? Exactly. You don't need to navigate to the app. You don't need to display QR codes, so they don't need to scan the QR codes. So we are trying to make it really easy. That That's very good. So I, I think there's some lessons learned for, for folks that... Uh, are not even in the ticketing um, domain with their applications, that beacons can help with app navigation and just get you to the right screen faster. Because I imagine a lot of what's important in, in ticketing is speed. You, you want to get around. Yeah. And if, if you can recognize the ticket or close the payment or whatever it is faster, then, then everyone's happier. The, the inspectors can be more effective. The passengers are more relaxed. That totally makes sense. Uh, exactly. You have time between two stops to buy a ticket, and also ticket inspectors there also have time between two stops to check all the tickets. So it, the, the speed is very important for them. Very cool. And so, one of the, so you have a great demo of, um, I think it was a demo day presentation. You did your elevator pitch, and you did a demo. And... Um, it was pretty cool because the moderator kind of tried using this. You had a turnstile and someone was holding yeah. it and she tried to get through without the app and she couldn't. And then you came along and you used your watch and you got through. Now, the question I had um, in my mind that I wanted to ask you was about the speed. Because, you know, the last thing, you, I mean, I used to live in London and you have like streams of people trying to get through the turnstiles. Um, how quick is the process of recognizing the beacon and unlocking the gate? And have you had any challenges with like people running through and, and getting uh, injured by the gate not opening? How, how do you solve that? We are just testing it right now. This is will be our test in uh, Sofia subway station because uh, they also have turnstiles. Yeah. Uh, it's not that busy as London Underground, but yeah. uh, we will... Uh, uh, our test shows that the response time is pretty quick. It's less than half a second. So uh, it's actually comparable to tapping your card on the card reader or putting your uh, paper ticket into the uh, scanner. So it's it's comparable. And actually, it's, it's much easier because you don't need to uh, take uh, your, your wallet to tap your card or to... Hold your paper ticket. You are always holding your smartphone in your hand, so it's much much natural now. And in the demo, you um, you used your watch. I don't know whether it was an Apple Watch or, or uh, and to to basically authorize the fact that you're using the ticket. Is that something you still have to do, or does the system just recognize that it's you and let you through? 
for the uh, you, you still to tap the watch. Okay. And uh, we did this development for Apple uh, now. Uh, Apple Watch uh, application is still in the development, uh, but uh, uh, we selected to have check-in uh, scenario. So you have to tap either on the screen on your watch or on the screen on your phone because you have to confirm the fact of the purchase. Otherwise, uh, there are still some security issues if uh, there is a being scenario where your phone is in your pocket and some other companies are trying to develop being scenario, but it's not very secure yet. Right. Well, that's interesting. So, um, and I think you, you can obviously start the dialogue before the person is right at the, um, at, at the ticket gate. So uh, you mentioned that you have a project that you've started in the UK, and that's a ferry company. How far have you got with that deployment? Yeah. Well, we are uh, live there. Uh, people are using beacons uh, to, to buy tickets. Initially, they uh, approached us because it's a very touristic place in Cornwall. And in the summer, they have long uh, ticket queues in the ticket offices, so they want to avoid those queues. And initially, the application was intended only for tourists, so they could download the application and buy tickets when they are boarding the ferries. Mm -hmm. Now we are extending functionality to be uh, more attractive for the local people because they have local cards that they can use it with uh, uh, ferry boards, with uh, local buses and local trains. And we will have this uh, developed uh, within one month, and so we will extend the functionality there. And we will make it more attractive for, for local people as well. That's excellent. And so, um, can you share the name of the... It's in Cornwall. What's the name of the um, transport company? Uh, the transport company is called Fall River Face. It's in the city of Falmouth. Okay. And uh, basically, yeah, people are using their ferry boats as uh, public transport because it's... Uh, a long on the very long bay, and instead of driving along the bay, they're just crossing, crossing into the face. Well, I think this is uh, it's good work that you're doing. I mean, it's there's, there's green implications for this as well. Do you want to um, kind of talk to why this is particularly timely in terms of what you can do for the environment? Well, first of all, uh, because we're replacing paper tickets. Uh, it's good because we're saving some trees. And uh, believe it or not, paper tickets are still the most used uh, payment method in public transport. And the second thing that uh, we are trying also to achieve is to make public transport more attractive for the people. So instead of bearing their own cars, and uh, uh, we are trying to to uh, move them to public transport, so in this case uh, you will also reduce the uh, carbon footprint for uh, each person. Basically, according to the uh, research, uh, carbon foot footprint for a person that is using public transport is about two times and a half lower than the carbon footprint of a person that is using uh, his own car to, to go to the world, basically. 
Oh, I, I, we should link you up with uh, San Diego. Sa San Diego is one of the, the uh, cities that's adopted a climate action plan to try and reduce the, the carbon footprint. And a big part of that climate action plan is getting more people to use public transport. And in the States, uh, certainly when you get outside of places like New York and so forth that are unique, then, um, you know, it's, they've got work to do to get people to do that. And I think this could actually be a big part of making it cooler, uh, making it more convenient. And I, I've tried to take the bus and struggle because I didn't have the, the change. And I'm, I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, so, so I think, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, it's good work that you're doing. And uh, we should talk afterwards and see if I, uh, we can get you talking to San Diego because they need this. Yeah, it would be really cool. I used to live there 20 years ago, and I really love San Diego. And as I mentioned, I'm missing Coronado beaches and uh, La Jolla, so it will be great if we can do something there. Very good. Well, on, on that note, uh, Demetria, I, I um, uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Great to see someone that's using beacons for, for good, and I wish you lots of success with, with Tiki. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Steve. The most challenging question is the three songs you would take on a mission to Mars. What sort of music are you into? I'm uh, because I grow up in the 80s, I'm mostly into 80s music, like Depeche Mode, U2, uh, all this stuff of music. Fantastic. We have that in common. I took my youngest son to see Depeche Mode and he was the only one apart from me that wasn't wearing black leather. <laughs> we felt <laughs> a little bit out of place. So, Depeche Mode and you two, what was the third one? Uh, the third one is uh, uh, Love Will Tell Us uh, Us Apart by uh, um, Joy Division. Ah yes, I grew up in the 80s. Everyone was playing Joint vision at my college. Actually, uh, maybe you don't know this, but I spent a year and a half in living in San Diego in between 95 and 96. Oh, fantastic. And I really miss uh, the beaches there, yeah. especially, especially Coronado Beach. Coronado is just amazing, isn't it? The Golden Sands yep. and uh, that hotel, you know, you can watch Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe and it's the yeah. same hotel. Yeah. Same hotel. Beautiful. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.